Likuti Sichais, Chelik Yud, Volume 10, the second Sicha for Parshas Vayigash. This Sicha is a Rashi Sicha. It actually is on two Rashis together, and it gives us a very interesting perspective on the whole story and what Yosef sent to his father and why he sent it, and therefore why the Psukim um, say what they say and why Rashi explains what he explains. Of course, in the course of the Sicha, we're going to re-encounter many of the Klolim, the rules in Rashi, and also the beauty of Rashi's Pirush, how everything fits into place, how everything makes sense. This Sicha is on two Rashis, on the Pasuk, Pasuk Chav Gimel, the 23rd Pasuk in chapter 45, where the Pasuk says, Ula Aviv Shalach Kazois, and to his father he sent the following, and it tells us what he sent. He sent ten donkeys laden with the Tuv Eretz Mitzrayim, the best that Egypt had to offer. So Rashi has two Rashis on these words, which the Rebbe focuses on, which the Rebbe addresses. The first Rashi is the Divri Hamaschil. The heading in the Rashi is Sholach Kazois. He sent the following. And Rashi says, what does this mean? Like this amount, like this, uh, this tally. And then Rashi continues. And what is the cheshben? What is this tally? What is this amount? The ten donkeys which the Pasuk enumerates, full laden with all the stuff that the Pasuk uh, describes. That's the first Rashi. The second Rashi is... Bituv Eretz Mitzrayim. The heading is where the words from the best of Egypt. Says Rashi, Motzinu mi Gemara. We find in the Gemara that what is it that he sent him? Sheshalach in Yashan. He sent him old, you know, vintage, old vintage wine. Shedas keinim loichemenu. That it pleases the mind of older people. Umedrish Agada. And the Medrish says, What did he send him? Grisin Shalpu that he sent him split beans, I guess, which was a delicacy in Mitzrayim. So the Rebbe has a whole list of questions. I'll try to summarize them. Let's look at the first Rashi. The Rebbe asks, first of all, what's not understood in the Pasuk that Rashi needs to explain? The Pasuk is very clear. The Pasuk says, this is what he sent him, and the Pasuk tells us what he sent him. What is Rashi adding with the words? What is he clarifying with the words? Like this amount. What is Rashi really enhancing in the understanding of the Pasuk? You look at the Pasuk and you see clearly what he sent him. Moreover, there are those Mepharshim that try to explain in Rashi that what Rashi really is trying to tell us is not that he sent ten donkeys, literally. Rather, like the amount that would fit onto 10 donkeys. In other words, the load that would typically go on 10 donkeys, he sent them in the wagons, which Parai had sent, as described previously in the Pasuk before, the Psukim before. Says the Rebbe, that isn't acceptable, why? Because it says clearly, Rashi uses the word clearly, means the amount, meaning the exact amount. If Rashi's intention was to tell us that he sent him a load, 
the load, the, 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 the amount, the quantity that would be the load of 10 donkeys, Rashi would have used the word like this load. And also there's other several questions, you know, why the way, the way, Rashi, uh, um, the way Rashi presents his pirush, the verbiage also seems to be a little problematic. First Rashi says, he sent him like this amount, and then Rashi continues, Umahu Rashi asks a question, and what's the cheshben? Such and such. It's not something common in Rashi. And another thing is, if Rashi's purpose is just to explain the word kazois, when the Pasik says he sent him like this, this amount, the following, he should have just used that in the Dibur Hamaskal in the heading of Rashi. Why does he use the word shalach? Why does he also incorporate in the Dibur Hamaskal in the heading the word shalach he sent? That's on this Rashi the questions, which obviously point us in the direction that something there's something deeper here. There's something that needs to be understood. Now, when we go on the on the Rashi in Mitu Veretz Mitzrayim, again the questions are very obvious. They pop up automatically because we know a rule in Rashi. Whenever Rashi brings more than one pirush, what does that tell us? That there is the main pirush, which is typically the first one, and that's why it's introduced as the first one in Rashi. But that pirush has something missing. There's something deficient in that pirush, and for that reason, Rashi introduces a second pirush. But typically, the second one is not is less sufficient, and therefore it comes only as a supplement, only to help, so to speak, and to support that which is missing in the first Pirush. So we need to understand, why is the first Pirush the main one, and the second Pirush the secondary one? Also, the expressions Rashi uses is very, very atypical in Rashi. Rashi, typically, when he brings from Chazal, he says, Rabbi Seinu Darshu, our rabbis explained, or our rabbis suggest. But he doesn't typically say, look in the Gemara, look in the Medrash, what, what, what's this expression, motzinu b'gemara, we find in the Gemara? Rashi usually does not direct us to the exact reference of where he took his pirush from. And another thing, when you look at it, Rashi, Rashi, when it comes to the wine, Rashi tells us why he chose to send wine. He sent the wine because wine is something which pleases the mind of older people. But when it comes to the second thing, when it comes to the split beans, Rashi doesn't say why he said to send the split beans. So why the difference in Rashi? In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe says, because there is a general question which arises in this whole Pasuk and all the things that Yosef sent to his father. And here is the question. When you look at the context, you look at the whole story, what happened in the last several psukim, the last several verses. Yosef tells his brothers, go quickly. Go quickly without delay. Go to my father. Let him know that I'm alive. Bring your families. Bring everyone. Bring Yaakov. And don't worry about all your material goods. Don't worry about all, your, all the things you might leave behind. Don't worry about that. That, that doesn't matter. That is, that is an un, unimportant. Why? Because I'm going to give you from the best of Egypt. So what's the bottom line? Don't delay. Go there. Pack your bags. Leave immediately. If that's the case, the question is, why is he sending all these things? Paroi instructed to send all these 
uh, gifts of food, all kinds of food and so on and so forth. And then now Yosef goes and adds to it. What is the purpose in sending them all this food? What is the purpose in sending him all these, all these material goods when they're not planning to stay in, in, in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Canaan, they have to return immediately. And that's his instructions. And in fact, he wanted them to return so quickly that what did Pari send? Pari even sent the wagons on which they should load up their families and all their possessions. And just the main thing is just get her and get her as soon as possible. So therefore, we, need, we understand that what Yosef sent to his father wasn't a means of sustenance. It wasn't to send him food so he can sustain himself so they can have what to eat there in Eretz Canaan. Because like I said, they weren't meant to stay in Eretz Canaan. They were meant to pick up their father and their children and their families and come back right away and resettle in Mitzrayim. Rather, what he sent them was a gift, an expression of honor, an expression of, 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 of reverence, of gratitude, to send something to his father as a gift. And therefore, the words in Rashi, when Rashi says, like this amount, he's not referring to like this amount that's going to be stated proceeding these words, that are going to be stated in the rest of the Pasuk, namely that he sent him the ten donkeys and so on. But rather to tell us that Yosef sent like this amount that was already stated before. What was stated before? That the same Paroi, who gave instruction to return immediately, the same party that told the brothers, don't worry about all your stuff back home, just go and come back right away. And here, in fact, I'm giving you 10 wagons, so you don't have any hesitation, you don't have any delay in returning, you have even the means of transportation with which to return. Even that party, the same person, found it necessary to send them some food and some of the delicacies of Mitzrayim. So this is what Rashi is telling us. Rashi is giving us insight. Why did Yosef send anything at all? Why did Yosef send food? Like this, this meaning this which was already mentioned, this which we already know about, he sent him the same amount. He sent him the equivalent of that. Namely, that just like Pare sent the food that he sent, not for means of sustenance, but as a means of reverence, as a means of expression of, of, good, of, of good faith, of good kindness, an expression of, of gratitude. He sent him a gift. Likewise, Yosef also sent him a gift. The question is, why then is it necessary to emphasize that it was like this cheshbon, that it was this amount exactly? In other words, look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says 10. He sent him 10 donkeys. Right? So why would it be necessary to emphasize that it's exactly this cheshman, not more, not less? The answer is because there's a question that arises here. How many brothers were they? If you think about it at this point, if there are a total of 12 brothers, Yosef's in Mitzrayim, Binyamin was brought down with them, and now Shimon is being released. So wait, why are there only 10 donkeys? Why aren't there 11 donkeys? that they should laden up. Why did he only send 10? If you're already sending a gift, send a full gift. Why would you send only 10 donkeys laden with gifts and not the 11th one? The answer is, Rashi says like this, Cheshman, think of what happened. Think of this that we know already. What do we know? What transpired until now? Remember back then, Yosef arrested and kept 
Shimon imprisoned. He kept him locked up. And that's why Yaakov was even more hesitant to send back Binyamin. Now, when he, sent, when he kept him in prison, we know that he treated him very well. And over there, it is, it's implied from the Psukim that although he kept him imprisoned, yet he sent back his donkey together with the brothers, laden up with all the grain and all the food that they purchased in, in Mitzrayim. So when they went back previously, they went back all ten brothers with the ten donkeys. Now when they come back, each person comes back with his, empty, with his donkey empty. So how many donkeys do they have in total? What do they have available to transport back to their father the gifts that Yosef is sending? Only 10 donkeys. Only 10 donkeys. And now we can understand that since he didn't send to his father me, uh, uh, gifts in order that they should have sustenance, the basic needs, the basic staples, because that they won't need because they're not staying there for too long. They're returning immediately. So it's understood that what he sent, he sent only as a means of a gift, as showing a, a, an expression of, 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 of love, an expression of gratitude, an expression of, of, of happiness, that he's sending a gift to his father. So you can deduce that what did he send? He sent him something which is not a basic staple of sustenance, rather something which brings pleasure, something when you give a gift. When you give a gift to somebody, you don't send a loaf of bread. You send a box of chocolates. You send something, a delicacy. So what did he send? Mituv Eretz Mitzrayim. He sent from the good of Eretz Mitzrayim. What is that? He sent him good old wine, something which pleases the mind. This is a gift. This is not something which you need to sustain yourself. This is something which is above and beyond basic sustenance, basic nutrition. This is something pleasurable. This is something enjoyable. However, there still is some deficiency with this. Why? Because the Torah describes it as mituv Eretz Mitzrayim, from the best uh, Egypt had to offer. We know that Egypt is not a known place of trees, of orchards, of fruits, let alone vineyards. Egypt, what it what did have, and that was the, the, the blessing that it had during the time of the famine, was grain, was basic necessities of grain and beans and all kinds of lagoons and things like that that grow from the ground and vegetables. So therefore, the question becomes, if it's mitu veritz mitzrayim, it doesn't seem so consistent with it be, being wine. And that's why Rashi tells us two things. First of all, he tells us we find this in the Gemara. Why? Because according to Halacha, why did he send it? He sent it as Kibbut Av as Kibbut Av. And since he sent it as Kibbut Av, he had to send something which is a Kavoid, something which is like an honor, something which is above and beyond. Therefore, he had to be, has to be wine. And because of this, um, question, therefore Rashi introduces the next Pirush, which is from the Medrash, which is that it was Grisun Shopoil. It was something which was indeed a delicacy in Mitzrayim, something which grew in Mitzrayim, something which was produced in Mitzrayim, and something which was considered a very delicate, a delicacy, a dish which was very revered in Mitzrayim. Why then isn't this the main Pirush? This seems well. It fits in. It's something, a delicacy. And it's mituv 
Eretz Mitzrayim. It's from the good of Egypt. It's from the best that Egypt has to offer. Now the answer is because this also is lacking and it's lacking even more than the first pirush. Why is that? Because this is a food. This is a basic necessity, a staple of nutrition. And the whole point of Mitu Veretz Mitzrayim and what Yosef sent was that he didn't send food that they needed to sustain themselves. They would rather he sent something as a gift, as a gesture of love, of expression, of, of, of kibbutz, of, of honoring his father. And therefore Rashi puts this pirush as first, that he sent them wine, and, and the fact that he sent them split beans only as a secondary pirush. Question is, so why did he pick this delicacy? And why does Rashi have to tell us and direct us to the Medrash? Because he was hinting with him, it's like a drash over here. There is something that he was hinting to him. And that is, Yosef understood that when Yaakov finds out that he's alive and that he's in Mitzrayim, and of course Yaakov will also find out how he made it to Mitzrayim, how he got there in the first place, Yaakov might become very, very upset. Instead of being happy and overjoyed, it might turn into sadness, into grievance on the fact that his sons did what they did. Therefore he sent them a dish which hints to him, look at this dish, these are beans. But the only way it becomes a delicacy is when they're split and when they're separated. That's the process in which they become such a great delicacy and it's revered so much in Egypt. And that's what it's famous for. And with this, he was hinting to him, my father, my dear father, look at this. Oh, like me, the same that the same happened to me. Only by separating me, by tearing me away from all the brothers and from the family and from you. And only by me being separate was I able to come to the position that I'm in now, was I able to be where I am now, and now to sustain all of you and bring you up all up to greatness with me. So this gives us a beautiful insight of how everything comes together and how everything makes sense through the, the, the lens that Rashi lets us look through and see the Pesukim. Now the Rebbe says, There's always in Rashi, you have the wine of Torah, you have the deeper insight, the secret that's here, the lessons that are here. What could we learn from this? That you see that Yosef sent to, to Yaakov wine. And why did he send him wine? He sent him, I'm saying not only did he send him wine, but he sent him old wine. Why is that? Because we can see from here, why did he decide to send wine as a gesture to Yaakov? Maybe Yaakov has wine. Why would he need more wine? The answer is that all this time we know the brothers didn't drink wine. And likewise, Yosef didn't drink wine. As it says, Vayishtu vayishkiru imoi. You remember when Yosef brought them to his house to eat, it says it's the first time in 22 years that they all drank wine and that's why they became drunk. And Yosef understood that his father also didn't drink wine. Because of the great pain, the agony they were in, they couldn't allow themselves to drink wine. So that's why he sent wine. That's why he chose wine as a sign of, wow, now it's time to celebrate. And this is how he showed his covet for his father. Why old wine? He was hinting to Yaakov. To make old wine, to make an old vintage, requires time. And it's a process that takes time over years, especially the wine that he sent him. When it says Yayin Yoshan in Chazal, usually it doesn't mean a year or two old. It means a very old wine. 
And what he was telling, a real aged wine. What he was telling his father with this, and that's why it's in the Medrash, and this is the lesson for us. Tati, I didn't give up hope all this time. I knew that one day we're going to see each other. I knew one day I'm going to be sending you this wine. And therefore I aged it all this time. I never gave up hope. And this tells us a lesson. That even if a person is in the most difficult of situations, you never give up hope. Think of where Yosef was. Think of all these years. And what was he doing? He was cultivating this wine, knowing that one day, one day he will send that wine to his father and they'll be able to say L'chaim together. And another lesson is that you see when it says Yosef sent, Yosef sent what Pari, like what Pari sent, the same, the same idea, the same amount. You don't find that Yosef should ask Pari permission. L'chayda, Yosef should go and ask him permission. Should I send? Can I add to the, to the gift? He didn't. It says that ever you see that when it comes to doing a mitzvah, in this case it was the mitzvah of Kibbutzov, you don't, you, don't, um, you don't take into account any chishbainas. You do what you have to do. You need to do a mitzvah. You don't worry about the, what the world says. In this case, it was what Pare has to say. You go and you do what you have to do. And this is exactly what Yosef did.